Hello, 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 beautiful unicorns. How are you guys doing today on this magical Thursday? Welcome back to another weekly live, another weekly live video with me that is called Get Your Shit Together Weekly Live Guidance with Yana Kasprzak. As I am tired today and the brain needs a little bit more rest as I have been overworking it a little bit. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this powerful, powerful and alternatively life-changing topic to each and every one of you good girls in this group. Now, I feel like it goes without saying what or who is considered to be a good girl, but I'm going to say it anyways. Those of you who put everybody else before yourself, everybody else's needs, everybody else's wants before your own, those of you who put yourself on a back burner and somehow magically think and believe that your time will come, that things will work themselves out without you having to do anything. And as I would love to say that that's how things work, I have learned the hard way, as I'm sure all of you have as well, that things are not going to change unless you change. And unless you put the work and effort and energy into making those things that you are not happy with change. So that's why I want to talk about this good girl syndrome or symptom or mold, if you will, and the advantages of this good girl mold and disadvantages of the good girl mold. And I would love to hear from each and every one of you what comes up for you as well when it comes to advantages and disadvantages. And on top of it, if you want to share how the good girl is coming through for you, whether it's right now, whether it's today, whether it is um, sometime during this week or previous week, or maybe it's every single day, how it's coming through for you and in a way against you. But most importantly, I will talk about what you can do to help you get the benefits, right? Focus more on the advantages for yourself in a way that does not take away from who you are, but only adds to who you are. So I have a list of 10 advantages, and this is not a limited list. There's, this list is actually unlimited of advantages and disadvantages and then it really depends on how one looks at um, how one looks at the advantage and even in the advantage we can see disadvantages and in disadvantages we can also see advantages in there and it's just a mere uh, way of you applying it into your everyday life <coughs> so as we are doing that I will quickly Hop on. Uh, this page is not working properly. I want to make sure that I'm getting all the comments uh, on here because it does not show me anything on my 
on my live page on here. Uh, and it's still slow loading. Okay. There we are. I'm just going to mute myself. There we go. So this way I don't miss anything that you ladies are saying or sharing. Okay, so the first, we're going to get right into the advantages. Or would you like to go into disadvantages? You know what? Let's go into, let's go into advantages. And then, even, like I said, even disadvantages, I can help you work, make them work for you to an extent. So when it comes to advantages, the first one is approval and validation. When you are being a good girl, you get external approval and validation where I can also argue that this is a disadvantage as well because we become dependent on that external approval and that external validation. Right? See, see how advantage can easily be turned into a disadvantage? But this would be an advantage that would be sold to you at a very young age that being a good girl, you're going to get approval. So when you do what your mommy or daddy says, what do you get? You get hugs, you get kisses, you get candy, you get rewards for it. So that is approval and that is validation of you being a good girl. Now, that game, because being a good girl is a game, and you, if you learn how to play it right, it will work to your advantage. And if you don't learn how to play it right, then you will continue to experience suffering. And the suffering is the mental, which can also lead to physical pain as well. So being seen as a good girl often gathers approval and elevation from authority figures and society. So it's not just limited to your parents. It is your family, your friends, strangers, um, and government authorities and whatnot, right? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to leave that there. I'm not, I don't want to poke the bear. <laughs> uh, the second one is trustworthiness. Well, where this is definitely an advantage, that when you're being a good girl, now as an example, when it comes to trust, so good girls learn how to keep secrets. Good girls learn how to, I mean, at the same time, it could be good girls learn how to tell on you so they look good in front of authorities and they increase their score or their meter for being a good citizen. But in return, they can do a lot more damage to others. So trustworthiness is people may trust and rely on you due to your perceived goodness and reliability. It's all about how you use it. Like I, I'm going to keep saying it is a game. It is not a game where someone needs to lose in order for you to win. It is a game. So when I refer to a game, I refer to a game of how can you in a way win but everybody else wins as well. How can you benefit from it, but everybody else benefits from it more than you benefit from it? That's what I refer to as a game. Because if you play a really good game, you and your team win this game. 
and you get to decide who's on your team. You can't have the whole entire world on your team. You can't have your whole entire family on your team either. You can only have people who are like you, who resonate on the same frequency and the same level as you. And they are the ones that get to win. I'm here in this group and Heal the Unicorn Spiritual Awakening for Women. So if you're not on it, you can come join and join this game where I'm bringing this knowledge to each and every one of you here because we are a team. And it is not widely available to everyone else, at least not yet. One day it might be, might not be. We'll see how it goes, right? It'll be done in a different way. So trustworthiness is the second one the third one is respect by you being a good girl and doing what is required or expected of you as a good girl whether it's as a housewife whether it's an employee or just as a wife or um, as a mother or as a friend when you're being good you will get the respect from people but there's a fine line between being good and and then this is where the disadvantages will come in and we'll get into those when we get into those after these 10 advantages is that respect is also earned right yes or yes Respect is earned. It is not just given randomly to everyone. So in order for you to earn our respect, you cannot become or allow yourself to become a doormat. And this is where that will be more in the disadvantages. But figuring out what that fine line is for you, that boundary is for you with... Um, with reference to every individual in your life and not just individual but also experiences so respect you might receive respect for adhering to societal norms and expectations the word adhering i changed it to obeying you might okay keyword you might receive respect for obeying societal norms and expectations for blending in for being the good girl in the herd and being in the herd and not standing out of the herd and this group is not about standing in the herd it is all about being on your own being outside of the herd hence the unicorn right not a horse but a unicorn and it is not easy to do. And this is where I will say that part can also be a disadvantage where you are just like everyone else. And it is a mold of a good girl, a good girl, and a good girl, and a good girl. Generations after generations that get passed down to us. And if we really start looking deeper into there, you get to learn so, so, so much. But I'll leave that for another topic, another conversation. So number four less conflict notice how i didn't say no conflict and i said less conflict you get to avoid conflict um, so less co avoidance of trouble and conflict can be a result of confronting uh, sorry conforming to societal standards so when you conform 
to the societal standards, when you conform to this mold that you have been given from a young age called the good girl mold, you get to avoid conflict. You don't, not all conflict, but you get to avoid some conflict. Conflict is going to find you, but conflict is actually not a bad thing. Conflict, if it is approached and dealt with in a healthy way, is something that can help you grow and evolve beyond where you are. Because conflict allows you to bring out this, the things that are triggering for you during the conflict. This is why there is conflict. There's this ease in the body. And what you get to do is you get to understand it and work through it if it's done in the right way but most people don't do anything about it at all what they do is then they're triggered and then they are reacting to the trigger and amplifying that conflict or the other side of the good girl when they're not reacting to the trigger is that the reaction still happens on the inside and they suppress that reaction and they keep that reaction and the conflict on the inside and they bow down as I would like to refer to it is they bow down to the other person who maybe created or instigated the conflict and therefore nothing gets solved or resolved that conflict is just saved for later and what happens is then a mountain grows on top of that conflict that is avoided so this is where like I, I say even though it is listed as an advantage I will also bring in the disadvantage part of that to help you see the conflict less conflict as being number four of the advantages versus actual conflict and what's in it for you Running away from it is just going to build a mountain for you that you might not see yourself being able to climb at any given point in time in your life. There might be moments where like, yeah, I got this, but then you look up at this mountain, it just feels and seems impossible, but those are just feelings. That is not the truth, that is not reality, it is just a current state that you might be experiencing, but it's not how it actually is. Number five stability in relationships i'll attach it right to the conflict where in the relationship very often you will be a good girl and you keep your mouth quiet and you won't speak your truth you won't get to express yourself and you won't even get to hear what the other person is saying because what you are hearing what the other person is saying is it is just compounding on your internal conflict and it's growing mountains out of a molehill and that is not the way to live a life that is free. This is what I refer to as mental prison, where we quiet ourselves down in more ways than just one, not, in, not just during the conflict, just to avoid it. But it seeps through everything in our life because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you don't speak your truth in one area of your life, you're going to take that into everything else that you do in life unconsciously of course nobody's doing these things consciously because if they were doing them consciously then that would be their choice and they wouldn't feel bad about it
we feel bad about the things that we do unconsciously because then we realize ooh, that's not me I don't like that I don't enjoy that and you feel bad about it but then what do you do about not your recognition you have just become aware and conscious of who you were being which means that that's not who you are and what are you doing to change that more most people don't do anything about it they just realize this is what happened this is uh, what went wrong this is what, what went right and it's just like a story that they tell themselves but then there's absolutely no action being taken and action is the key ingredient to breaking through this good girl mold and building one that is yours and not anybody else's so stability in relationships means that you might maintain stable might maintain stable and harmonious relationships due to your accommodating nature accommodating that's a trigger word right there where we're just accommodating everything and everyone but yourself okay number six you get to have a peace of mind right you get to have a, a peace uh, following rules and norms can provide a sense of security and peace of mind yes because you have been given the rules to this game called life from a young age most of you are not even aware what those rules are because you were too young when you received them now you're just accommodating everything and everyone and it gives you a peace of mind and maybe now is a time to start figuring out what were those rules that you were given to this game called life with the mold called the good girl and how is it fitting you and how it's not fitting you and how would you like to twist it and change it to make it work for you and benefit you because what benefits you and wor works for you is going to work for those that are the most important people in your life as well and if it doesn't then that means they're the puzzle is not fitting and they're not meant to be in there uh, number seven success in academics and career that one I feel like is very obvious where good behavior can often be positively associated with success in academics and professional settings keywords good behavior can often not always often be positively associated with success in academics and professional settings now academics and professional settings that is not success that is just you showing up for your job doing your job maybe doing the bare minimum or doing more than you're asked because so that way you get a nice pat on the back saying great job Yana I've done it for years um, and then when I asked for a promotion I wasn't even allowed to have one because I was too much of a good girl and they could not see anyone being able to replace me and as good as that is the effects of that were detrimental and were not making me feel good in any way shape or form aside from great job you a great job and then applauding and all of those things that external validation is an addiction for every human being and when we start breaking free from that mold of pleasing others and recognize that the only person that we're here to please 
be happy with is ourselves. We really start to recognize how far, how far we have walked away or fell off the wagon from doing that for ourselves. And that is not just you, and it is not just me, it is every single human being. One of our basic needs is contribution. So of course, when we're contributing to society, to our family, to our friends, it feels great. But if you're waiting for a reward, or even if you're waiting for a thank you, then that is you putting that validation and um, approval outside of yourself. Whereas you give that to yourself and when you're giving to others, you give from that place of, I feel great. I feel great about giving because I'm giving from the overflow of me and how amazing I feel. And I'm not giving from a place of, this is an unconscious as well. I'm giving from a place of, I want to receive and I want to feel good. So I will go and I will, let's say, do a live video and I will feel good after doing that live video. But more often than not, what happens is the opposite effect because now we're seeking external validation. And I bring on bring the example of doing a live video to feel good because I did that myself for quite a few years and then I stopped because I recognized that that I that is not healthy. That is just me being a good girl and giving and giving and giving. And then I feel good when others would acknowledge what I have given. That's not to say it's not don't give the validation, but give the support. A hundred percent do. But and receive it. But don't allow that to be what drives you. Because when that's taken away, who are you without it? And if you are not happy with who you are without that external support, without that external validation, without that external approval, then that is where you do the work on being happy with who you are so that way no one can take that away from you. And the things that really do matter in our life cannot be taken away from us. So if you feel like if this is taken away from you and this is taken away from you that you wouldn't be happy, dive into that rabbit hole and explore and see what's in there for you and you will get to grow so much. Um, let me take a peekaboo at the comments because I feel like, oh, hi, Rebecca, good morning. Uh, not, not too late, about 20 minutes, but we were just talking about um, advantages and disadvantages. I, I do highly recommend taking a peek from the first 20 minutes of the video so that way you get to hear all of the advantages which I continue to connect to disadvantages and then exploring uh, what can be done with each and every one just a little bit uh, because each one can be a whole entire whole entire lesson the master class on that one so we were on success in academics and career now number eight is inner satisfaction and this is the advantage that we're talking about inner satisfaction means being morally upright can bring inner satisfaction and a sense of moral superiority the word superior superiority
How do I put it? It's very egotistic driven. It is screaming ego because you are superior than someone else. And that in a way is the opposite of being a good girl because a good girl does not feel superior. But when it is too over consumed in a way, when, because I've met also good girls who are, I'm such a good girl and I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that, where they feel like they are better than everyone else because they keep giving and giving and giving. That is also a mask, by the way, because when I, when I dig deeper, I get to see that that is just a mask. That is just an actor, someone who is such a forward good girl level four will will end up in level one or level two will become the victim and will feel feel on many different levels that i am not good enough i'm not doing enough see and then it goes into i will do more and i will be more for others but not for herself so it, it does become a whole entire production and it is energetically draining so that's why that inner satisfaction when being a good good girl externally to everyone else it will drain the system and it will create suffering it does but when she learns how to use that for herself towards herself and aim that to herself and that is when that inner satisfaction comes through not when we're doing good things for others and for everyone else in our life but for ourselves everything that you're doing every single day if you want to break through this good girl mold and make your own you got to question where is this coming from who is this benefiting who is this benefiting the most? Why do I want to do this? Why I don't want to do this? And then so on and on and so forth. Those kind of questions that help you to identify what are you doing, what's in it for you and what's not for you, and how, how you want to go about it. Number nine, uh, recognizing, recognition and praise. You may receive recognition and praise for your obedience and compliance. You may receive recognition for your obedience and compliance, which does not mean that you actually will. And when you do, you might not even feel like you got it. And that doesn't even stay for very long. When you get external praise, when you can get recognition externally, when you get external validation, it's just like getting a haircut. You get a haircut, how long do you feel good with that haircut? It's fleeting because it's external. If you want it to stay, it needs to be internal. It needs to come from within. Um, so that was number nine. Number ten, get a positive image because everybody loves a good girl. Everybody loves a good boy as well. 
So maintaining a good image can lead to positive perceptions in social circles. So Yana is a good girl. She's reliable. I can go to her with this and she will help me with it and so on and so forth. Right? Or at work, you might be the go-to person for everything. And you get that positive image that at work, Rebecca might be the go-to person for this, this, and this, and that on top of her actual job. And as great as that feels in the moment and maybe a little bit after that, what happens in the next day? What happens in the next day? Because then people will expect that from you and more. Positive image is great. But what happens if someone comes in and tries to ruin that? Then what? When that rug is pulled underneath you, then what? Then what do you have when there's nobody else externally validating and approving you? Then what happens? Now, disadvantages. Limited freedom. Very, very true. Being a good girl may restrict personal freedom and self-expression. Uh, self that one is very true because most good girls will not express who they truly are from the fear of disappointing you or hurting you or offending you or looking, seeing you through their eyes less than they are. So that's why most good girls will stay quiet, will not speak their truth, and will not allow themselves to do the things that they actually want to do, hence the personal freedom, because of what others might think and say. And therefore, they limit themselves, and that most of it is unconscious. When I say most, it is about 99% unconscious, or 100% when you're in that state, because the program is there and it is dictating a lot. And you get to all recognize it sometimes during depending on how conscious you are and how you practice your awareness and self-awareness or you can reflect back on it but when you reflecting back on it just like i said earlier what you learn from an experience the key points from that experience what are you doing with them what is the actual action not just the conversation and dialogue that happens what what is the action that you're putting in place right away to make sure that the same thing does not happen to make sure that you are sticking to your own personal boundaries and your own personal path of what you have chosen for yourself so number two of disadvantages is expectations to please there should be, uh, there could be pleasure to please others and meet their expectations constantly. And what says there could be pleasure. Often there is pleasure. We get pleasure. We feel good when we help others, when we please others, when we do exactly what the other person expected from us, what the other person needed from us. 
there is pleasure. Absolutely. And this part can actually be an advantage, but it also a disadvantage because it's external. It is not internal. And like I mentioned a couple of times, then other people's expectations will grow and grow and grow on top of you already given them because they see that you're a superhuman, that you're doing your actual job, and then you do, you say yes to this, you say yes to this, and you say yes to this, and you say yes to this, and they see it as, oh my God, Rebecca is amazing. She's doing all of these things. I don't even know how she finds time. Mean, meanwhile, Rebecca is sitting in the corner, and I'm just using you as an example, Rebecca. <laughs> meanwhile, Rebecca is sitting in the corner there, pulling out her hair, thinking, how can I cope with all of this? This is too much. I can't deal. I can't handle any of these things. And then she gathers herself. She puts herself together. She finds that inner coach voice that helps her to tap into level four and give to others from level four, being a caregiver to everyone else and neglecting that good girl that is screaming for help from inside out. This is why we find ourselves in the corner, crying, feeling the weight of the world on our shoulders because of the expectations to please others. Switch that to put the expectation to please yourself and no one else. Put yourself first and make sure that you are happy with you with how you're showing up for everything and for everyone. And if you're not happy with how you're showing up for others, then you fix that. Then you work on that. Make sure that you are happy and that you're good with it. And if not, change it again. Change it again. Because evolution doesn't just happen overnight. It happens every single night. It happens every single day, every single morning. You get to be a more evolved version of yourself from the previous day and the previous day and the previous week and month and years. And if you're not, if you're going backwards, then start where you are and go forward. Number three, suppression of emotions. There might be a tendency to suppress emotions to maintain composed and pleasant facade. Back to the mask. We're in the mask of a good girl. I'm a good girl. Everything is good. Everything is fine. I got this. Yes, I do this for you. Yes, I'll do this for you. I got this. It's okay. And keep telling yourself, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. When it's not okay. When it is just a facade. Because you suppress yourself. You suppress your emotions and your feelings. So a feeling is something that you experience. An emotion is what... The feeling you feel in the body and the emotion is what becomes and lingers behind after the feeling. Because when you feel a feeling, there's going to be thoughts that are going to help you to understand what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and there's going to be a story created. Now, emotion is a story that is stored in the body where you can easily become triggered. That's what triggers are as well. You're, you're triggered and your emotions and your feelings come flooding back. And when that opportunity that it's an opportunity when that opportunity arises you get the opportunity to work on it and do and be better but most people don't they suppress it they put that away because that's not going to help 
them it's not going to help them it's not going to help them it's not going to help them because it's going to make them feel uncomfortable or awkward and i don't want that but why not why not when you put things off to do later you forget you forget to do them and you've done that your whole entire life you put your emotions away you locked them up in that pandora's box you box you did not deal with them and now you're rotting from inside out and that's why i feel like this would be a perfect time to remind everyone that disease is dis-ease in the body when you start to rot from inside out catabolic too much catabolic energy in your body that is trapped in there and you're not letting it out if you don't have the right support system in place to help you deal with the rotting part of you then get that find that for you make sure you have the right people in your life to go to when you need that okay number four risk of being taken advantage of this one is black and white you know exactly what this is People will take advantage of you the moment that you allow them to. And it is you who need to set that boundary that no, it ain't happening. And maybe even though there's what, seven days left in November, practice the next seven days of November of saying no. So you can move into the next month and then move into the next year saying no without explanations and saying yes to the thing that you actually want to say yes to don't just say no for the sake of saying no but say no to the things that you actually don't want to do don't want to experience that are not for you and you know when they're not you feel this ease in your body and when you feel that this ease in your body respond to it the external world helps you to bring all of those things out and heal yourself by triggering you each and every experience that creates the this ease discomfort in the body is an opportunity for you to master yourself life is all about self-mastery and you the program that you have of a good girl does not allow much space for it because what it, the good girl mold the program that you got was for you to put everything outside of your body and give and give and give and give and give and thou shall receive well when is the thou starting to receive <laughs> right that's the question that you're asking or have asked for how many how many years and the thou such receiving when the thou believes she is worthy of receiving and the good girl does not believe she is worthy of receiving the good girl believes at her core unconsciously of course that she is worthy of being taken advantage of that's what she believes number five well, I just finished saying difficulty saying no. Saying no or setting boundaries might be challenging and leading to overcommitment. I said enough with a no. What I will add is that no is a complete sentence. And the moment that you start explaining your no is the moment that you're either going to talk yourself out of the no or give ammunition 
to the other person that you say no to of how to convince you to say yes because they just they just want the yes that's what they want just like you all of us want to have a yes when you ask someone for something you want to hear a yes you don't want to hear a no because that's rejection and the moment that you get comfortable with rejection that will be the moment that no one can take advantage of you anymore okay uh, difficult to say no. Number six, fear of disappointing others. Mm, yeah, we're all scared of disappointing others because as empaths, disappointing others can feel like rejection, can feel painful. And we don't want to hurt other people because we feel their pain as well. And this is an opportunity for you to have that boundary and separate yourself from them you have the boundary with the houses you know where your house your property starts and ends do the same thing with humans in your life know what that boundary is for you and make sure that they know as well there were some people you will have to repeat it over and over and over again but don't repeat it in the same language repeat it in a different way and figure out how to do that from a place of love and healing and where it does not feel personal to the other person because it is not about them. The boundary is your boundaries for you, for your own safety, for your own protection, for your own mental health, for your own healing, just as it is for them. And by you setting those clear loving boundaries, they will get to see how it's working for you and how it's working for them. And they will start setting boundaries in their own life as well. You will notice that. So fear of disappointing others can lead to self-neglect and emotional stress. 100%. It, I have not seen the other way where anyone who feared disappointing others actually feel, felt good. Unless they're a narcissist, and even narcissists actually feel really, really bad. Narcissists, like those, all of us have narcissistic qualities, each and every one of us. But then there are people who are true narcissists, but the reason why they are is because they, as children, when we grow up, our parents give us less attention, and it feels like we're receiving less love. So they found how to get love in a different way, which is as we would say, unhealthy. But for them, it feels healthy because they get what they need. They get the love, maybe not in exactly the way, way that we as empaths with a little bit of narcissistic qualities understand, but to them, that is all they know. That is their program. That is their default program. And there's nothing you can do about it. Just like there's nothing your partner or your friend or I can do about who you are on the inside and how you are being on the outside and how you're being on the inside. Only you can do that. Only you becoming consciously aware can do something about it. Um, okay, so before I go on to number seven, let me take a peekaboo at the comments and go through them. Uh, Rebecca said, I noticed when I was give, 
giving, 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 trying to be Martha's steward. The sacrifice did not match the appreciation. Gold right there. So true. And it made me feel like I will never be good enough. Yeah. Because that is coming from the outside where you are sacrificing yourself. And through the sacrifice of yourself, where you give a little part of your soul to this person and no one will ever appreciate what you give a hundred percent no one will ever appreciate what you give a hundred percent part of it they will but you will never get that recognition externally it needs to come from inside and that's why when we give it must come from a place of giving with absolutely no expectation at all and then we will receive we don't receive when there's an expectation unconsciously. We, we all carry expectations. And this is why you must become conscious when you give and understand that the intention of giving is to give and not to receive. And the more you do that, the more you will reprogram the unconscious, the unconscious program that you have. And Rebecca says, I feel obligated to be the mother my kids deserve. Yeah, um, that is normal, that is expected, and that is what is expected of every mother's. But with with having said that, I if this was a coaching session, I would dive into that obligated part and what does that entail for you? Because what it means being a mother to one mother it is not the same to the next to the next to the next so understanding what this obligation means to you what it sounds like to you what it looks like to you what it feels like to you you get to understand the programming that you have received for you being a mother and you get to break free free from that and recreate it in a way that makes sense to you I did that for six six years, and I still continue to do that. Actually, so seven years at this point. When I started, when my when I awakened, when I went through my spiritual awakening, and I could no longer ignore because everything is just vomiting out of me in many different ways, shapes, and forms. Where I got to experience uh, depression and anxiety and panic attacks, and work through all of that. Where I can say that. There is a cure and the cure is to stop being such a good girl and be you and but figure out what that means to you as a mother as a wife as a partner as a friend as a mother to a daughter as a mother to a son right so it's a little bit different and for yourself um uh, debbie was on here hey debbie she said that she'll uh, replay later uh, getting distracted Perfect. See, when you recognize that you're being distracted and you're able to pause something and go back to it later and focus on what is a priority right now. Um, and I know you're going through a lot, Debbie. So thank you for being on here for the time that you were on here because I know you were here for a little bit. And then Rebecca says, I get pleasure in being appreciated. Oh, me too. It feels great being appreciated. But it feels even greater when we appreciate ourselves 
And then someone else appreciates us for the same thing on top of our own appreciation without asking or begging for it or anything along those forms where you appreciate yourself and then others come in and it's more like, I know, thank you. I appreciate it, but I already got this, right? <laughs> um, okay, so... And, and then Rebecca says, but I turned into a rag mop. Yeah. Uh, I get pleasure in being appreciated, but I turn into a rag mop. I am more familiar with the doormat phrase, but a rag mop, I it's, it's the same thing. A doormat is people being walking on top, where a mop is you're literally just flopped around everywhere and is being used as a tool. And it does not feel good. So uh, I'll ask you a question because you understand a little bit of the energy levels. When you experience this feeling of being a, a rag mop, what energy level do you find yourself in the most? In level one, when you typically shut down and you go within and what about me and why are these things happening to me nothing goes right I'm never good enough I can never do enough I'm never enough or do you go into level two is how dare them you know I deserve this should be paying attention or need, needs to hear me and get angry about the situation so where do you find yourself more when you experience feeling like you are a rag mob because that would be your default tendency to go to when you're under stress. Because nobody feels great when they're being a rag mop. That's under stress. So level one. Oh, I see this comment coming on my phone. <laughs> it picks and chooses what it sends me on my phone. This is the only comment that I see in here. Level one. Very, very good that you are aware of how you are showing up. And um, and then what to do with it, you already know what to do with it. And that is just give to yourself and work on yourself and understand the internal dialogue and, and understand the programming that was given to you. Um, where to go? Um, and then Rebecca said, suppression of my emotions led me to the darkest time of my life literally felt like living hell very painful yeah that's depression deep rest where you're really in a dark place and you find yourself being shut off from the world and from yourself and just drowning in your feelings and your emotions that is almost impossible to see you can't see clearly when you're there you can't you got to get yourself out of that space out of that bubble so you can see clearly so you can find yourself feeling extremely drained as well when you keep giving and giving and giving and putting others first and not spending enough time with yourself for yourself and on top of that um what you eat will affect your mood. What you drink will affect your mood. What you put into your body 
however you're putting that into your body or even on your body is going to affect your mood if you are not resting enough because rest and sleep are different if you're not resting enough that's going to affect your mood if you're not sleeping there's no quality sleep quantity has a whole different effect but where there's no quality of sleep that's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect your physical and emotional state. And when you have young children, it is very challenging. And then when there's children that have different needs, because every child has their own need, and some some children need more, have different more uh, priority needs, if you will, that that's going to affect you and your emotional state and your physical state and your spiritual state as well which means that there's much more nurturing that needs to happen internally for yourself towards yourself and do everything you possibly can from that list that you have. And if you don't have a list, create that list for yourself of what is going to fuel you. And not just surface fueling, but deep dive fueling. Um, and then Rebecca said, I've been stressed and sad, and today I woke up with a stomach bug. Um, let me, there's someone calling me. Um, how do I put it? Leaky gut syndrome. Our, our stomach is actually our second heart. And when your heart is hurting, your stomach will be hurting. And the stomach bug could be referred to as a leaky gut syndrome and i'm not gonna go deep into the leaky gut syndrome but look into it i highly recommend for everyone to look into it whether you have stomach issues or not look into it and understand that your stomach is your second heart and if you want that functioning well there's certain foods that don't work for anyone and there are certain foods that work for you and there are certain foods that don't work for you. And only you can figure that out with some external help. External help is necessary for all of our growth and evolution. But you are the one that gets to decide what that external help is going to be. And that's the support fortress I refer to as well. And... And then Rebecca said, yes. And then no thanks. Love your cute room. Oh, thank you. <laughs> right there. Uh, that was something that I said yes to myself to get as well. And then the level one that she said. Okay, so let's get back to... Because we talked about... No, we didn't. So number seven of disadvantages is self-sacrifice. Tendency to prioritize others' needs over your own, leading to self-neglect. This is level four. Because at level four, at the core of level four, you are the caregiver to others and you put others first. Now, it can be turned towards yourself when you're giving that to yourself and the self-care and self-love that you give to yourself um, and stop prioritizing other people because they are not a priority and this might sound horrible as a mother but even your children are not 
a priority. You are the priority. And the reason why I say that is because if you don't treat yourself as a priority, you're not teaching your kids the values that you want and believe are right. So you got to set an example of I'm of the priority and I got to take care of me. But that does not mean you get to completely neglect your kids. There needs to be boundaries, limits, and you got to figure out how to make this work for everyone. But you got to put yourself first. You need to be a priority in your life and show your kids what that means, what that looks like, what that sounds like, and what that feels like. Because when you take care of you, it's so much easier to take care of everyone else because you have that much more energy available to use for others. But if you're using it and trying to give that energy to others when you don't even have any or barely have any, then you're giving them tainted energy and they will feel that. That's why I took a nap before before this call. <laughs> right after I finished my morning call, I needed to take a nap because there's been too much happening in my life and working on my on my mind and putting um, something together for all of you guys. You'll be you'll be hearing of it soon. Uh, some of you that have helped out with the market research, you will be hearing of what I'm putting together first. And um, yeah, so I'll just leave it at that. For now just a little bit of curiosity in there so the next one number eight is lack of assertiveness and what I will what I will add is that often we we don't know how to be assertive and it is it becomes aggression it becomes anger because anger is actually us being assertive, but too emotionally charged. That's what anger is. But assertiveness is a healthy approach. This is when you set boundaries, you cannot be angry and you cannot use anger. You got to be assertive. There is a difference. And when you start playing around with how you express that outwardly, you will notice a difference not just in yourself but in how others um, how others receive it as well so lack of assertiveness which means difficulty asserting opinions desires due to the fear of conflict or disapproval rejection right nobody wants to be rejected nobody wants to feel unloved everybody already feels unloved but they don't want to feel more in love. So that's why good girls will avoid conflict as much as possible. They will submit and they will keep their mouth quiet and they won't say anything unless it is nice. And when they're saying nice things, it comes across as fake very often because, because it is. Because they're just trying to say something nice when it is not the actual truth. And the person that's receiving it, they don't receive just the words. They receive the energy. And they know that that energy is tainted. And they won't know consciously what that is unless they have practiced understanding energy and and converting. And just not converting, but understanding what the person is actually saying and what they're meaning. But even that can be skewed because it is based on one person's experience and opinions, but it is not the actual truth. So that was number eight. Number nine, internal conflict. 
inner conflict can arise between personal desires and societal expectations where um, I'm, I'm curious to hear how have you experienced internal conflict in in the last week where you were asked something let's say I'll give you a simple example of what we were talking about saying no versus saying yes when you were asked to do something and you can give me different examples um, if one comes to mind where you were asked to do something and you really did not want to do it and everything inside of you was screaming and saying no 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 but you said yes and it drained you it made you feel less than because you have just denied yourself your own existence because you said yes to somebody else's existence because they were more important than you so you said yes to something that you didn't want to say yes to so now you feel drained you have no energy you become lethargic you tap into level one or level two depending on where your default tendency to go is and and you spend your time there and would when you are doing what you said yes to, you're doing it from those levels, level one or level two, which means that you're not even fully in, you're not engaging, and you, you're you spending this much time, however much time that you're spending, going against who you are. You're conditioning yourself to be that rag moth or that doormat for other people and other people we all read energy and they will come in and take advantage so that's internal conflict let me see if there is um, Rebecca says that's me I often use anger rather than assertiveness because that is the go-to we don't know how to be assertive unless we practice and guaranteed your parents did not express assertiveness they expressed anger instead of assertiveness and this is the difference between uh, someone who is being used by level two versus using level two when you use level two you use it in you being assertive or you know dominant but not too dominant you're just being assertive without dominating and taking over but when you're being used by level two, you are anger, you become anger, and it is impossible to see. It's like you taking this, uh, this tea, and adding dirt into that, and you're stirring it around. You cannot see clearly what's inside of there. If I show you, you'd be able to see what's inside of it, but in order for you to see what's inside, you need to, you need to calm down you need to settle which means if you're feeling anger and you're not in control because anger does not allow you to feel in control you're not in control of anger you need to walk away or take a few breaths and tap into assertiveness and recognize that you are being used right now by this powerful level most of the world resonates level one two and three so you're being used by this powerful level but you don't like being used you like being in charge you like being in control so how can you gain control and use it instead of being used by it so 
And then Rebecca says, just realized I've been trying my hardest to be a good girl all my life, but I'm not a good girl. For that reason, I have hated myself. Based on the conversations we have had and the language that you have used, you are a good girl. A hundred percent, you are a good girl. And this is where, in a way, it might be, might have been using you and you're not being true to yourself because at the core we're good humans but we're not good girls or boys we're all naturally good and what the world has taught us is to be good outside of ourselves and like I like I said it you give and you give and you give and you put others first and every way shape or form and this is the reason why it causes you and me and all of us good girls to feel bad and to hate ourselves because we don't even know who we are because all we know who we are is based on the external validation external proof external um, praises that we got that they're telling us we're we're being this we're being that we're being this we're being that we're as that is not who we are. So that mold of the good girl at the core, yes, it is good, but that's why we gotta go to the core, to the roots, and rewrite that in a way that we love and don't hate. Um, and then the Rebecca said, I, um, I've taken great notes and I'm going to share with my mom just trying to plant a seed. Oh, I love that. I'm glad that you're taking notes. <laughs> this is what these Thursday videos are about. They're practically a masterclass where I will be spending um, anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half with everyone on Thursdays, with an exception of some Thursdays where other things will take place. Um, now you, you'll soon know when those Thursdays will be and what will be taking place so we just want to make sure that we have all of our ducks in a row so to speak before we uh, we'll put it out there but it's something that uh, all of you guys have been asking so I'm gonna put something together we have already started putting something together so for Thursdays it's gonna be an hour to an hour and a half video all my other videos I'll keep them shorter and sweeter so to speak and I'm glad to hear that you're taking notes on this masterclass so the next um, I would so the last one the tenth one of disadvantages is risk of being overlooked and this when it comes to the workforce um, like I even mentioned earlier not just overlooked but I use the word suppressed where they see that you are a great addition and of massive value to a company that they will not even let you leave or some bosses might even speak negatively of you just because they don't want to lose you so the risk of being overlooked your compliance might lead to being overlooked or taken taken for granted or taken advantage of where you will continue I because for me that's that's what happened I wanted 
I worked at at a bank and I wanted to be assistant manager and I did my courses I did all that I needed to do I did even more than just the assistant manager courses um, I did everything and I was told no we can't because you're pregnant uh, which was obviously an excuse because as I've learned I started to pay attention and it was because I made myself so valuable that I was being taken advantage of and I was being overlooked and I was being used to be quite honest because for the amount of work that I was doing which was way beyond what was um I even forgot what it, <laughs> it's been too long since I've been in yeah that kind of workforce working for someone where you know when you get hired and they give you the paper of what your duties and your responsibilities are so all of those things on that list I did so much more than than that uh, so much more and I because I was such a good girl I was the definition the walking talking breathing definition of a good girl and this is why the whole entire system broke down on the inside where I got the opportunity to uncover things that I didn't even know were possible and become who I am today and continue this evolution of who I am today into who I'm going to be tomorrow and who I'm going to be the day after and the day after. And every single thing that I do and every single thing that I don't do, because this is where we grow even more on the things that we don't do. And the don't is coming from a place of say no when you want to say no, especially inside because you're going to be calling yourself into oh i want to do this oh i want to do that oh i want to do this this is going to feel nice this is going to feel nice but that denial to yourself in the temporary um quick fix is not adding value it's taking away from who you are today and who you're going to be tomorrow so that practice of denial and discipline is so so powerful in more ways than I can even begin to um, to share with you guys today but let's keep going um, so now let's go into how can you make this work for you assertiveness training get some get some assertiveness training <laughs> learn to assert yourself while maintaining your values and principles meaning figure out what your values are Figure out what you stand for, what you stand against. Don't wear off those things just because someone else in your circle might feel uncomfortable with your values, with the way that you view and perceive things. Where I even got to experience that today in the car when I was driving uh, my kids and um, my daughter's friends to school. Of some things that I don't agree with and it, it literally just makes my uh, this is where now I feel like I'm breaking through this good girl mold and I will share this part with you because part of me feels like it, it is it, some things need to be said so one of the girls in the car 
was sharing that she went to a school dance that's not her school uh, a different school uh, a public school here and how they were talking about putting litter boxes in the school for the furries now i've only heard a little bit of what is, is going on in the world with these furries and I'm not going to go into and share my entire personal views on this, but I don't see what, with, with some things, yes, accommodating is great, and that needs to be put in place, but certain things, I am sorry, I am not okay with a human turning themselves into an animal and thinking that when they have children, that it's going to be a dog or a cat. It's not going to be a dog and a cat. So I will speak my piece and I will speak my truth and I'm not going to sit quietly when my insides are screaming. So this is what I refer to as breaking through this good girl mold because the good girl in me was telling me, Shh, be quiet. You might offend someone. You might hurt someone's feelings. They have different views. They're living in this world. This is their world. You're living in a different world. You grew up in a different way. No. Those things, I, like, I'm okay with the furs and all those things, but my viewpoint, my experience is that's meant to be in the bedroom or at certain parties, and let's leave it there. Don't bring that into our schools. Don't bring that into the school where my children with such easily manipulated minds are going. I am not okay with that. And and then one of the other things she shared when she was at the zoo, there was a grown man with a color. He was dressed as a furry with a color and a, and a leash being walked um, through, the, through the zoo. I mean... In a way, with that one, I'd, I'd be fine. Like, you're in a zoo, animals do belong in a zoo, and if you want to play a part in the zoo, then by all means, go ahead. But grocery stores, the other public places, I, I know some people will, will even argue that that doesn't even belong in the zoo, whereas... Everybody is allowed to express themselves, and I'm not saying not to, but I'm just saying it cannot be all that you are. And for me as a parent, if my child came to me and told me that now they're a dog, or now they're a cat, or now they're a horse, I would be hurt because I did not give birth to a dog, cat, or a horse. I give birth to a daughter and a son, and I would not be okay with them changing who they are to an extent yes because this is part of that is in a way evolution where they are evolving and figuring out who they are in uh, in relation to to the world and society but in a way how are even these furries being a good girl and a good boy because they are and they're trying to break free from the mold, and yet they still are in that mold. So, uh, assertiveness training, that's the first one. And there's only going to be eight things that uh, I will share with you how you can um, 
how you can make this good girl mold work for you. The second one, which I already mentioned, um, it's setting boundaries. Establish healthy boundaries to prevent being taken advantage of while still being kind and considerate. Being kind and considerate is part of the good girl, but you cannot allow that to be all that you are because that will take over your entire existence. So figuring out what those boundaries are and set them clearly. Um, and then Rebecca says, this is a great class, Yana. Thank you. <laughs> a great master class, right? Um, so the third one is self-care practices. We talk about these all the time. Prioritize. Prioritize self-care practices and self-love practices because they are different. Self-care is external and self-love is, is internal. Like it's coming from within you, something that you give to yourself. What can a self-love sound or feel like or seem like is mantras. Um, internally, you're saying mantras or even listening to them. So this is where some of them will, they go hand in hand where you're practicing practicing self-care and self-love at the same time but self-love is you having that internal dialogue with yourself that is loving and healing and not destroying you so that's what self-love is even when you look yourself in the mirror you can have that conversation with yourself in the mirror in the way that you are love you are loving yourself and if you want to include self-care into that, give yourself a high five when you're in that mirror, right? Putting makeup on, that's self-care. Doing your hair, brushing your teeth, taking care of your skin, whatever that is for you, that's self-care. And when I say whatever it is for you, because I've, I've had, um, over my lifetime, I've had many people ask me, what do I do for my skin? How do I take care of it? I don't. I don't put anything on my skin. I just wash it and not even every single day because it's natural to have the oils. It's natural to have, to not add anything external to our skin unless there is a condition or a need for it. And not just something that we made up, but something that we, we know we have been told that this is what we need. Um, and even then, whatever it is that you're getting, whether it's from a doctor or not, make sure that you educate yourself on what you're putting onto your skin, which is the biggest organ in your whole entire body. So self-care practices, self-reflection. This is where reflect on your values, reflect on your beliefs, and ensure that you are in alignment with your action and choices. And you can reflect every single day, which I recommend reflecting every single day before you go to bed. How did I do today? What did I do good in and what did I do bad in? Now, I don't want you to punish yourself because this is where you're going to practice self-care practices and self-love practices. That when you ask yourself a question, what did I do bad in today? Or what could I do better in today? It's a better question. Um that what can you do about it tomorrow and set a plan for yourself of what you're going to do tomorrow to break free from this 
failure because it comes through to us as a failure when it is actually not it is just an opportunity to do better it's it's a lesson so we can learn what we can do next time uh, just a little bit better each and every time even before you know it you'll be perfect and even then perfection doesn't even exist uh, if you keep chasing it you'll continue to evolve and be the best version of yourself because and that's what perfection is great to chase because as you continue to ask yourself where did i fall from grace today or what could i have done better today that i will do better on tomorrow is that you continue to chase this perfection to be better but not to be perfect because perfection it, it literally doesn't does not exist it doesn't I, I i feel like you guys already know that um or will know that soon enough self-reflection number five embrace authenticity embrace your authentic self and understand that it's okay not to please everyone and you can't please everyone you gotta be okay and comfortable with just pleasing yourself and doing what works for you what makes you happy because what makes you happy will make other people happy because happiness is contagious as well if you're happy other people will be happy if you're unhappy other people will feel that energy and they will be unhappy as well and um the next one number six communication skills develop effective communication skills to express your opinions respectfully I feel like I've talked about communication um, on every video so far. So I'm not going to go deep into communication skills, but that's something, it, it's a skill. Communicating is a skill. So which means that anyone can have that skill of communication. And you just got to figure out what kind of communication you want and how you want it to be as you as you learn. As you go, maybe there's even a class that you can take on um, communication. Number seven, selective compliance. Selective compliance. Choose when and where to conform to societal norms based on what aligns with your values. Becoming aware and conscious of what's in front of you and what you're going through and what you're dealing with. And this is where you gotta remind yourself that you are at choice you have a choice of what to do and what not to do how to do it and how not to do it to acknowledge something or someone or to not acknowledge them and maybe perhaps not now and when only you get to decide and choose and if others are doing that for you this is where you start you cut them off from making choices and decisions for you and you take the reins of your own horse or the wheel of your own car that you're driving which is you because you are in control don't let other people choose for you because that is a road to failure it, it really is and that's the only time that i feel like failure would be inevitable and can destroy the system but even through that anyone and everyone can flourish from that failure and reach success we all need to fail enough times in order for us to understand what failure is what it isn't 
and what success is in relation to that failure and then reach that success. Number eight, support network. Surround yourself with supportive individuals who appreciate you for who you are and don't try to change you. But support and understand the changes and choices that you are making, even if they fully don't understand them, but they are supportive. And support is not the same as tolerance. It's not the same as just being quiet and just letting you do you and not being any part of that. That's not support. To me, that's tolerance. That you, I tolerate you doing what you're doing, but I don't support you because support is how can I help? Right? Maybe not physically help, but mentally they can help even through a conversation where they're supporting you on your journey and uplifting you and not bringing you down. So other than that, finding a balance between a confronting, um, sorry, conforming to societal expectations and staying true to yourself is key. Use the advantages of being perceived as a good girl while being mindful of the potential uh, disadvantages, which are the drawbacks, and make conscious choices, conscious choices that align with your values with and well-being and that align with who you are at your core and that is something that takes time to figure out for all of us i feel like it would be most of our life if not our whole entire life where we continue to figure out who we are and the world is incredible in helping us to do that by triggering us and pointing out our flaws our quirks our failures and even our successes and that all helps us to get closer to who we actually are and become that way and stay that way so other than that i believe that is all that i have for you guys for today so thank you very much for for listening for watching and for being on here with me um uh, for rebecca pretty much the whole entire masterclass today and um that's it that's all i have for you guys for today i will see you all on monday at 11 30 for intuitive reading or card reading and maybe some dream interpreting depending on uh what comes through in the dreams for me or for you um yeah that's all thank you very much and until we see you next time or next thursday for another one of these get your shit together with get your shit together live guidance with myself where i will dedicate at least an hour whereas today was what <clears throat> an hour and a half of free training for you guys to help you do just that to help you get your shit together so you can break free from that mental prison that you no longer want to be in and love your life maybe for the first time in your life so that's it thank you very much and until next time